Right, we're joined uh, at the pitch side here in Whitegate by uh, Leo Doyle. Leo, first of all, on a personal level, it must have been a difficult game to make some attempt to stay neutral on. Well, I hope we did We did our best to stay neutral, you know what I mean? But look, at, at the end of the day, it was a, a tremendous game between two East Clare sides in an East Clare venue. You know, what more would you expect? And you, know, you see the crowd that was here, uh, uh, Jim, and a game played in great, you know, great sporting game. There, there was no... Uh, any dirty fouls or anything, any dirty strikes or anything like that at all. It was played in, in, in fair spirit. Intense game, there's no doubt about that. Never much in it from start to finish. You know, going to love much in the ascendancy for the first half. Got in for a couple of goals that maybe Budike will be disappointed about. Maybe could have had a couple of more, you know. But if you don't punish a team, you know, and the other team is always going to get a purple patch, you know. But at half time, I, I think. The thing I thought today, I thought the water breaks were, were vital for Bodeg today, right? Even in the first half, they got a chance after the first 15 minutes, you know, for the first water break to, to reorganise things and calm things down. Also, at, you know, half time came at the right, you know, maybe just about the right time. And then in the second half, they really pushed on from the, the, the water break in the second half, you know, and I thought, you know, that there was a say. Now, in fairness to Gunlow, the loss of Skelly, Rory Skelly, was huge, right? Going away at half time to go to, go to get his flight, to go to work in England. That was huge because he was taking the freeze. He already had a goal got from play as well. That was a massive, massive um, loss to Gunlow. And I, I don't know how that, you know, what, well, what logistics could, you know, it shouldn't have happened, to be fair. Okay, then in the second half, I thought to say from Quigley above when he was expecting the bullet, he was gone to ground. And how he cleared the ball away uh, from and he go on doing a backflip, I don't know, but it came out, you know, and Bryke went up and, and got points. You know, Shawnee died in the first half, kept Bryke in the, in the game with, with points from, you know, he was throwing him over for fun, maybe missed one or two before half-time. But, you know, he was always available, you know, for the, for, picked up a lot of ball. They played clever ball out him. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the second half, say the backs, Slattery and Dyle, I thought, in the full-back line were, were, were immense, you know. Hickey, on his championship debut, I thought he had a brilliant second half. You know, he was bound to be nervous going in, you know, and when they had so many shots got through the week and then to lose Sean Cooney, another young player before the match was an awful blow, you know. Cahal McKinna, what a second half. He, right, he was right here in front of us. McKinna was outstanding, set up many, many attacks. Sean Brown, another unsung hero, won a lot of ball. Maybe if it was lucky, you know, that the last three he gave away wasn't scored by Gero Chidi, but Brown, Brown played well. Thomas Wiley, what an engine Wiley had in the middle of the field. This man is only just out of minor. And he was hitting up leads and, you know, and of course his brother was a real leader, a centre-back. Carl Dyer, the wing-back, played well also. You know, they'll be disappointed with the return from Patrick Fitzgerald and Murray. But they're, look, they were well marked by the O'Gunla fellas. Jamie O'Donnell got a pint. Do you know what I mean? These lads, they'll be expecting more of these lads, you know, if you want to progress further in the championship. And they have another big East Clare derby against Tulla the next day, you know. That'll and be a massive game. That's going to be a massive game now with the way, with the way results have turned out. Like Tulla got back on the on the cap today by beating um, Ina Kilnamona. So, look at... Yeah, they're all still in it. They're all still in it. They're yeah. all still in it, you know. To, to Ina Kilnamona probably probably gone, you know what I mean? You'd expect him maybe to be gone, but you know, we still have a, a slight hope. Like but you'd expect Ogunlo maybe to beat him. But like but you have to give Ogunlo credit as well. They played you know, they probably lost their shape totally in the second half or hit nameless long balls that were going out wide, you know. But I did feel sorry for young Chidi, Garo Chidi. He's only looking nineteen mm. years of age or whatever it is whatever it is, to get that free put on him in you know, he probably wouldn't have been taking the freeze at the start of the game as, as you could see with Skelly taking the freeze and to be put in that position. And I thought he'd nail it to be fair, because there was little or no breeze. But 
pressure and lads roaring at you and that it can do it can do funny things to them you it know to tell you you know but and listen, he, he will learn from that though Jim anyway we we'll, we look forward particularly to that match between but I can tell her but on a more general thing two weeks ago we said you know it was a bad weekend for East Clare a lot of East Clare teams went down it was a bit better this weekend Killaloo I'm thinking of particularly uh, there's they they no doubt the results of the weekend this Smith O'Brien's you would have to give them credit you know they were they were abysmal in the first match against Wolftones Wolftones defeated Crochine yesterday uh, Smith O'Brien's went down to Shannon yesterday evening. Yesterday, the first weekend, first game of the Championship weekend, given little or no hope against a team that only lost the county final and left it behind them last year to Bellier, Aina Kilimona, and many people fancied this year. But Killaloo, full value for their win. Uh, Aina were already getting scores from freeze from um, Aidan McCarthy in the first half. And Killaloo, you know, the Keith, Stritch, the Keith Stritch goal in the first half was vital from the penalty. He kept him in touch when, you know, when, when uh, Aina Kinnamona seemed to be pulling away. And then they got the goal again in the second half. But full value and congrats to all in Killaloo, you know, for their victory. And that really opens up that group. They now have a, a game against Crochine, which is probably a winner-take-all as well. You know what I mean? So, um, then Fecal this evening in the darkness of Six Mile Bridge. One of the bands comes up trumps again. Whenever yes. you're in trouble in Fecal, these bands always seem to step up. Raymond Band done it. The, the first day against Clannara. Killian Band, there was two 21s had been saved by the Numarca defence. And then the ball comes in and up comes Killian Band. You'd never expect it, you'd never have your money on him to score. But in fairness, Band is the hero in Fecal tonight as he gets him a draw to follow on their victory over Clannara in round one. So, three. so look, at, it's hard to play for. Um, Jim, unfortunately uh, for Whitegate, put up a Titanic struggle against uh, Clannara yesterday evening in the park, last out by four pints. But, you know, they're in a bit of bother now coming out of the group, you know. Um, Broadford lost heavily to Cracklow, Cracklow, a team that no, very few are talking about, but they're going very, very well. You know, scalloped in today, um, maybe with their set-up again, a rogue, maybe lift themselves like lambs to the slaughter. But in fairness to them, they came back in. You know, they have a big game now the next day against Kilmele. And again, it's like to all the group, they're all to play for, Jim. They're yeah, all, all still very it's, much in. It's a must-win game. It's a must-win yeah. must, must game now because you, you do not want to go down into that dreaded relegation battle where there's two teams going down this year. Unless they want to do the same as that year and, and refuse to go down. And refuse, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Leo, we let you off to celebrate with uh, your neighbours and friends in oh, Budai. I'd say they'll celebrate this one in style, Jim. There's no, no, no doubt about it. But you see, they, at the back of their mind, though, they have to remember... There's a, small, there's a little battle with the next door neighbours over the road in Tulla in two weeks' time. And you know what? Isn't it great at this time of the year? And isn't it great that, you know, even though the cloud, the dark clouds are looming in us here, what a weekend and the weather was brilliant uh, for the weekend. I don't think we'll be in the shorts and the t-shirts in two weeks' time when we're, whenever we're commentating from. But look, in the doll, we look forward to it with relish. We look forward to it indeed. Leo Dial, many thanks. Uh, practically unmarkable as we know he can be. And uh, having said that, after a poor start, Scala for six, seven, eight points down the period of the first half. Immediately after half time, O'Donnell got a great goal. And we said, this is it, Curtin's probably, probably eight or nine point margin at that stage. But within a minute, a great goal from Scala's uh, talisman, Jay Rogers, an equally good goal, brought them back into it. And from then on, uh, Scallop really, really fought hard, and uh, between the younger lads and the older lads, I think that they, they put up to Aroge in every in every way possible. Probably not on scoreline, and Aroge I thought was a bit disappointing in the last twenty minutes, Jim. But up to then, Aroge very impressive. Scallop a bit naive at back, 
But as the game wore on, Scarra fought back, and uh, they, they will take a lot out of the game. But uh, I think while they are all very impressive and some fantastic individuals, particularly with Shane O'Donnell, uh, I'm not sure have they are they missing some link that allows other teams back into the game, or there's some little maybe mental toughness not there or something, you know. But uh, both teams will be will take something out of the game. Scarra obviously now have two lost, and it's a precarious position. But they will be heartened by the second half performance. Team. I know, but I suppose uh, they the will. Final, sorry, the final score. The final score was um, four sixteen to Airog, two sixteen to Scarif. So two sixteen was a good score for up, especially when they were trading a lot at half time. You know, they were only uh, they only scored nine points by half time. Yes, I suppose it's it's one thing. I suppose taking out of it, what they'd love to have taken out is two points, and it really sets up the game against Kilmele in that group as pretty much deciding. I suppose, well, from Scarra's point of view, anyway, uh, deciding who's um, looking at going into the relegation playoff. And uh, exactly, and I suppose the worst thing from Scarra's point of view was Kilmele getting a hiding from Tony Quinn yesterday. Because if Kilmeny had won easily, they'd have a two two easy games won, and now Kilmeny are in a situation where otherwise they will have to bounce back, and their management will be thrown, and that's somehow they, they collapse completely, and how they showed no fight or heart against Tony Quinn, and uh, that's probably worse from a Scarlet point of view. But uh, having said that, if Scarlet could hurl like they did in the second half, Jim, um, I think they'll match most senior sides. An awful lot riding on this game, all right. Yes, okay, Denny, uh, you were in action yesterday uh, against Cracklow. In the park, and uh, you were at that game for us. Well, it was indeed, um, Jim, and I, I, um, it was it was a very disappointing performance from from Broadford from start to finish. We never got into the game, and we never we never raised the gallop at all. We just, you know, there there maybe the two Donnans, Patrick Taylor and Craig Chapman. We were beaten in all over the field. Um, it was just it was a very disappointing performance. Uh, the scoreline under Norway didn't flatter Crater. In fact, they could have beaten us by by as much more. You know, they had a couple of chances and they they take took points when they could have gone for goals. It was really hitting itself. So in, in a very precarious position. You know, with no no points after two games and a minus twenty five point score difference. Now facing in in two weeks time. To the O'Callaghan's men's match, it's a you know it's a huge game for us. It's a, it's a county final basically. Uh, we have two we have two county finals left now, um, and our chances are, I think of progressing. The group are actually gone. It's it's now about trying to get third place or survival in the in the senior championship. Um, the game itself, uh, I can't. There's nothing. You know, we we never threatened or. Um, it was it was very poor from, from Bradford. It's just um, yeah, no other way to, to put it. You know, um, we we I don't know we turned over. Sorry, not Cratler turned over. Maybe one six, one seven from uh, possession that Bradford had, and you know that's a very disappointing because they, you know like all senior teams, they've trained very hard and they you know they're not doing themselves justice with the with the performances and just. Hopefully we'd be able to rally something on two weeks times as for the minutes. I know. Okay. But, uh, it was just it was a poor game and it was a, you know, um there's not there's no other way about it. Like I was um I was at a couple of games the weekend known but the standard in it was uh, were, were well below senior standard now in their performance yesterday. Yes. Okay. 
And that's not, I suppose, it's it's going to be a do or die effort, as you say, in two weeks' time against uh, against your neighbours, O'Callaghan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a local derby now, but it's taken on huge significance now. You know, Cannons Mills and Castle, but they have a pint each. Uh, Bradford have no pints. It's uh, Cratlow and and Bellier looked to be with Dave Bellier qualified after today's results, and Cratlow just need two more pints to be sure of qualifying. Yes, yeah. Uh, with with two games to go, uh, you know, it's just, I think the, the other three teams are actually playing for third place and who goes into relegation. Yes, yeah. Okay, and Danny, you were you stayed in the park yesterday to see uh, our friends out here in East Clare in Whitegate um, playing Clonlara, and uh, what they went down by four points. They did, and they gave a great display. That was on before the the Bradford game, actually. They yeah. you know, and and they they really fought hard, and they you know they they showed great heart and determination, and probably just maybe ran out a bit of steam at the end, and it was only in the last. Seven or eight minutes that um, Clanera got ahead, you know, and it was, it was a fantastic performance from from Whitegate. You know, there was a lot of lot of great results we spoke yesterday in the preview about you know the East Clare teams were going to be all under pressure, but in fairness, Bradford, I think most of the uh, all the East Clare teams really acquitted themselves very well. Like and you know the, the result of the weekend, there was obviously in Shannon yesterday in the first game there was great. Uh, Killaloo's win, you know, it's a tremendous win, great for Killaloo to get that win. Yeah, we were hoping to get Brendan Foley yeah. this evening, but uh, he's obviously still celebrating, so uh, we couldn't get obviously, him. But... Yeah, you know. It was a serious win from like I think in the morning we'd say at the start of the year would have been one of the championship favourites. Uh, and a lot of people's mind, you know, they, 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 a lot of people tipped them to get over to disappointment to losing the final last year and and gone on that kind of a performance I can't see that happening, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's it sets up uh, the game. You you were in the park this evening, uh, Denny, I believe as well. In Six Mile Bridge, Jim. In, yeah, in Six Mile Bridge. Or in Six Mile Bridge. Vehicle in, yes. vehicle in the market. It's just a dour affair now. It was, the first half was poor enough. Second half came to life and vehicles seemed to be chasing the game all day. But in fairness, they really dug in, you know, and it's like they got the equalising, the, the last poke of the ball just deep into injury time I think it was seven and a half minutes had gone in injury time and they got the goal to, to equalise it but I think they just about deserve to get the equaliser because they, 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 they went seven points down and they really fought hard after that and they got a couple of good scores they got two good goals you know yes just well, the standard wasn't it wasn't great but it was a close it was an exciting second half now and just four teams give it, give it their all I know yeah. And they, they seem to be making a virtue out of uh, coming back close to the end because we, in our commentary match a few weeks ago, uh, they they got they came back to pip, um, what was it, Clonlara at the post, Clonlara, down in, right, in, yeah, in the Six Mile Bridge as well. as well. Yes. Yeah, you know, and they're okay to say, I, I just think for themselves, if they wanted to progress, I don't think a draw would be enough from you know with the score difference after the six month bridge match they'd probably need a they probably needed a win today but the one thing it might do is it might keep them out of the relegation side of us you know they 
Yes. They showed great spirit and to come back from seven points down and they kept going right to the end. Well, having three points, I suppose, Denny, you know, it gives them a certain cushion against relegation. I suppose that their, match, their upcoming game against Whitegate later in the series is going to be a, a crucial game for both sides. It is, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a massive game now from... Um, it's a massive game for Whitegate, I suppose, because they're going to need... They're going to need something out of it. Whitegate, I suppose, to have to have six mile bridge and Fiegel left to the tough ask. Um, to see if Whitegate getting something out of the bridge game maybe, but you never know. You never know. Yes. Yeah. The um I suppose on the other games today, Denny, uh, your own six mile bridge had a weekend off this week. But um they had. Uh, I, I went. To, I actually went to see the intermediates earlier today. They played Ryan in the first game of the day at twelve o'clock up in in Castle, and I was up at that. And they had a good win. Now they were hanging on at the end, but you know, again, Ryan started the year would have been fancied by to make progress in the semi final. They're actually out of the championship now, even with with uh, two games to go. Yes. Yes. Third loss, but uh, uh, then I thought Clooney Quinn. I didn't go to no, but I was listening to it on the radio. They had a huge win over um, over Kilmele, who who had blitzed their org in the first game. Yes, it's, it's just and and it's by all accounts they were very well prepared. A lot of new young young players and very pacey. And Kilmele just wasn't up for the fight, it seems. Yes, OK. And that's, uh, that, of course, puts yeah. extra pressure, as Pat was saying, on Scarif next time out, because Kilmele well, n- will, will it, want it, to it, win. It does, but it also, it also puts a huge pressure on Kilmele insofar as Kilmele could end up now, Scarif beat Kilmele. And if Clooney Quinn beat... Um, if Clooney Quinn were to beat Herog, you'd have a, a scenario where you have three teams and two pints and to go down to score difference and, and 14 point beating today could book Kilmele in, a, in a, a very precarious position, you know? Yes. And yes. It, it's something for Scarif, they're not actually out of the championship yet. They can they can still get through the victory over Kilmele, you know? Yes, so it's it's um, it's all to play for. It is. It, it is. is. It is. It is. I'll just go back to Pat for a moment. Pat, uh, we were at a game this evening. I know you didn't. You saw the second half of it, but uh, we were treated to a right good match down in Whitegate. <coughs> oh, a rip roaring local derby, um, Jim. Uh, I, I, I didn't get the earlier stages of it because we were tidy enough after our, 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 our match, Scarif game, Scarif Arrow game on the bridge. But uh, we got there ahead, and uh, when I arrived, it was got over the car in Whitegate and I could hear the crowd you know it was just like it was just like uh, I don't know like old times or whatever that means you know but you could hear the crowd very much involved with about 10 minutes to half time and when I got up towards the pitch like the crowd was all over the both sides of the pitch at the end and there was you know a lot of crowd activity and um, you could see that the, that the whole atmosphere was excellent but the game itself was kind of ding dong uh, obviously early on we're going to cut through but like for two great goals and uh Looked very impressive, but I was a bit shaky behind the back. And gradually, for half time and in the second half, I think, but I was slightly the better team. Now, one of the strange things that happened was Rory Skelly, who would be a really good young, well, he's not so young now, he's, 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 he's six or seven years of age. Rory was the free taker and one of the most dangerous powers the Gunlow have. And uh, at half time, we noticed the sub was in for, for Gunlow, and the sub was in for Young Canaan, because Rory Skelly had to leave. Uh, uh, Whitegate 
and they'd off to a flight to get back to work in London. To be wondering how, in the name of God, he got to that stage that a fella who was so important to his team was playing late in the evening and he's going back to his, his work and having to catch a flight. A huge loss, so it currently was. Now, that's not to take away from Bodeich at all. I think as the game went on, Bodeich improved. The defence got the grips with the Ogunlub. Ogunlub played, didn't play as good a ball up to the forwards in the second half as in the first half. And Shawnee Doyle was in super form from freeze and from play indeed as well. Brilliant, brilliant striker of a ball. <coughs> and Paddy Feats was held scoreless. It was very rare for Bodeich to wait if he still scoreless. But the rest of them stood up very, very well. But uh, I just thought that feature of Rory Skelly um, having to leave uh, at half time, one of the leaving forwards of Goodall have for a flight, that, you know, this could not have been accommodated somehow. And I'm not saying, but I thought surely everyone got together the fixture of the committee and they're going to fight for it. I'm not sure, but it may have affected the ultimate day now. But either way, very good derby match, great atmosphere. And Ogunlaw uh, stuck it by a point. Uh, 18 points to 2.11. But really, it was a great derby match. And talking to Sean Doyle after, you could see what it meant to him. He was very, very much up for it. And even though he says they have no chance of winning anything, I, I just said, and I still say, it'll take a decent team to beat Bodeich, you know? Yes. OK. Listen, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Denny, what are your um, not-don't-miss matches for two weeks' time? <clears throat> um, Don't-miss matches, I suppose... They'll be all in, in the in the senior. You you have the Scarif, uh, Kilmele, and Erog, Tony Quinn, that group. I presume being um, deciders that both games will have to be on at the same time in in, in yeah. that group. And, and I think also in the Wolf Tones, Crosheen, um, all that group, all four teams in that group, with Killaloo and Nina Kilnamona, all four teams are still in with a chance of progress in there. Yeah, so I suppose in so, fairness you know, to everybody. Yeah, then they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll probably be on at the same time. Uh, and those two groups. Now, the other the two groups of five, I think are more clear cut. As a Patreon group, with say Bellier and Cradler are going to go through there. Um, and the other group, Six Mile Bridge, I'd say, will top the group. I think they're playing, I guess, actually, the next day. Yeah. If I, I think now, I think there's Whitegate they're playing. And, you know, it is a tough ask for Whitegate. But you'll have a, probably a second place decider in the Clannar and the Mark again. That's, yeah. a, that's a kind of a day after the second place team. So it's a, probably a must win or a, a, must see, a must see game the next day. Yes. Okay. And Pat, in the juniors uh, or in the intermediate side of things, there are a few don't miss games as well. Absolutely, Jim. I happen to fix it quite in front of me now, but it's hmm. easy enough to work them out. Well, well, I think Bodaikin but I can Tulla is definitely one that uh, I don't think many of us will want to miss. That's a winner takes all, I think. Yeah, uh, but I think that's a winner take all, all, yeah. Another neighbourly love situation there. Lee will be in the middle of that one with his business in Tulla and. Uh, <laughs> Bodike is Bodike uh, uh, affiliation, so yeah, that that's that, that's one. Tola obviously got back on track today, and uh, as we expected, I think he'll probably maybe the weaker team in that one. I think Tola have two points, the Gunnel have two, Bodike have three, and I think have one. So uh, yes, that's certainly Bodike Tola. I think Rowan are gone, so the bridge, the bridge and, and Parfine and Corofin would be favourites in the other group, I suppose. Yes. Three. Uh, I think the, I think the three of them are actually true after the results today. Now, if they're true, then there isn't a whole lot more to look forward to in that one. I know our own lads have both Cover and the Mills to 
play. Now, I can see us beating Tubber, but the Mills game would be massive for us. I think with them, I target that one. Um, our own Les Lester went down badly enough to remember one fifteen to 10 points. But as I pointed out, <clears throat> and a few others know, we, we are carrying to five, if not six, first teamers completely missing at the moment. And we just cannot absorb that kind of a loss of, of, of numbers, you know, of, of quality players. I mean, if they can not Cahal Noonan, our fullback from last year, would probably be good or practically good enough for, for County Hurling. He was a county underage player in the forward. He's the greatest yes. fullback. Uh, Mark Flaherty, even though he's shoving on in age, has been a, a real leader. Um, and then Toba Yamara, who was wing back for Clare, the ones there a couple of years ago and, and was outstanding in it, missing centre back yesterday. So players like that, we can't afford to lose. Sean Glynn is in England. And another good forward is playing goals because he has an injury issue that he can't, can't cover ground, but he's doing well in goals, Todd Kelsey. So, we really will be targeting that Mills game, and that's probably the, the game of that round the slip. I think Joseph and Tubber probably doing a bit of shadow boxing yesterday in terms of a great game by all accounts, 190 to 311. But I think there's a lot of excuse me hurling in it and uh, nice nice stuff because they both know they're probably meeting in on a bigger day, you know. So, let's just look forward to Jim. Yes. Okay, listen, lads, thanks very much for and sorry for keeping you going so late on a Sunday night. Um, our next sport on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Yes. It's our next sport on Scarif Bay Community Radio next Friday evening when we'll have the second round of the Camogie Games live online on Friday night. So, Danny and Pat, many thanks to both of you. No problem, no problem at all, Jim. Okay, God bless now. Bye bye. And that's it from uh, Scarif Bay Community Radio for this weekend. So thank you for joining us. And as I said, we look forward to the, from the sports point of view, have Camogie next uh, Friday evening, maybe around seven o'clock or a quarter to seven, that kind of time. So we'll let you know anyway during the week uh, what time it'll be on and what matches we'll be covering. So that's all for now. Good night. God bless.